Hey guys, welcome to The Nursing Co-op. I am so excited that you're here. On this podcast, our goal is to build your confidence, expand your knowledge, and create a supportive, cooperative community for nurses, one nurse at a time. My name's Ashley. I'm a registered nurse on a mission to empower nurses to build meaningful careers and change nursing culture along the way. In our time together, I hope to share my experiences, provide you with resources, and create a space where you can find your footing as a nurse without judgment. We will unravel nursing topics and make connections with amazing guests to give you all of the tools that you need to build an incredible life and career. I believe that it takes a village to build a strong nurse. We are your village. This is The Nursing Co-op. What's up, guys? Welcome back. I am a little bit fired up, so this is probably going to be a spicier episode than some of our others. We need to talk about what the hell is going on in the world of nursing, in healthcare in general, but we're going to talk about this from the nursing angle. This episode is coming to you after my friends from the ICU sent this video in our group chat that is from Nurse Blake, and he's reacting to this new policy that came out, I think, at a hospital maybe in Nebraska, where there's a no messy bun policy. I posted this to my Instagram, so if you're following me on there, you probably already saw this video, but it got me so fired up. And according to my my ICU friends, we apparently have this policy now at the hospital where I am. I just haven't seen this much, especially because I'm working in a surgical area with caps on, so who knows what's going on under those things. But it just got me so upset. I went on a rant with my husband and I ne- I knew I needed to talk about this because this is not the first thing that's happened. This is not the only problem that we have going on. But what I do know 100% is that we need to get our priorities straight in this system because it's all off. We are, what's going on today, the policies that are coming out and the things that we are implementing are clearly an attack on nurses and other healthcare workers, not something that's going to protect them. It's all of these little micromanagey type policies coming out. And yet we are still in a scenario where we don't have safe, safe staffing. Our ratios are effed. We are working way too many hours. PTO is getting denied conditions are awful, we're being abused all of the time, like all that's still existing and yet you're going to tell me that I can't have a messy bun. Like, please tell me what problem that is solving. What are you, what are you doing? Like, what is that helping? What issue is there really with a nurse having a messy bun? What is the issue with a nurse having yellow hair? What's the issue with a nurse having tattoos? I ha- I don't understand these policies. And this this new one is just kind of a shove over the edge and a clear slap in the face because we have way too many issues going on in this system to be worrying about what your nurse's hair looks like. I can kind of understand some of the policies that are like not having acrylics and the concern about the eyelashes because those can like fall in a sterile area. So like specific areas, maybe that part makes sense. But this shit makes no sense at all. I don't really care if my patient doesn't like my hair because guess what? That is the least 
of my worries. That is my last priority. We are already putting ourselves last, so do not yell at the nurse who doesn't have the energy to do her hair that day because you know what? She's just running around trying to keep her patients alive all day. And what are you doing? The people writing these policies, what the fuck are you doing? You're sitting in your office doing absolutely nothing to help. This is not the problem. The problem in healthcare is not our hair. Let me just, spoiler, let me tell you that. This isn't it. When I first became a nurse, when I got my first job, I had to fix my gauges. I had one inch gauges that I had had for years. And part of the policy was that you couldn't have those. And honestly, I shouldn't have even asked. I should have just kept them and not done anything. And I bet nobody would have said anything. But I was so afraid that I wasn't going to get the job. And I was so con- I was so committed to working in that ICU that I, I had to have the job. So I did whatever I needed to do. And I got my ears fixed. But once again, why is that policy even in place? There is no safety issue there. It's, it's literally patients deciding that they don't like how their nurse looks. That's, that's what they're worried about. We want to make sure our patients like how our nurses look, or are we worried that if people see nurses with tattoos and different colored hair and like messy buns that they're going to be like, oh, well, I'm not going to your hospital. Nope. That's what's not what's going to happen. They're going to line up at the ER regardless of what those nurses look like. So who are we doing this for? What decade? are we in where we can't have tattoos where we can't have our hair a certain color where we can't put our hair in a fucking messy bud like who cares about this this is not the problem and i can't help but consider the fact that nursing is still 95 night plus percent female and it's a classic thing in our country to police what women do with their bodies. And that's true regardless of if you're a nurse or not. So why not put in all of these policies to make sure that our female nurses look a certain way? And don't get me wrong, these policies affect our male nurses as well. But it just feels a little bit, I don't know, it still feels like we're policing women's bodies when we're telling them they can't be a nurse, a badass nurse who has one of the most stressful jobs in this country, who is taking care of human beings, who is keeping people alive, who is coding people, who is running around this hospital, not getting any breaks, never eating, never drinking, never going pee, never taking a break. Like, that's who we're worrying about. That's who we're trying to police. That's who we are saying, you can't come to work if you don't have time to braid your hair perfectly and make sure that it's all slicked back. Oh, and make sure that hair is what we have decided is an appropriate color. And if you have any body art, make sure that it's completely covered up so that no one can enjoy your individuality or that you can just live your life with your arms exposed if they have ink on them. Like, who is that impacting? It is not a hygiene issue. It is has nothing to do with the actual job. None of these things do. It's literally what you want us to look like to work at this hospital for no reason. Guess what? You need nurses? Stop refusing the ones who have tattoos and decide to wear a messy bun. And this isn't even the only issue. I just riffed this long on a freaking messy bun policy, but I'm just going to throw in the other ones that have come out recently that are enraging me, that are at my hospital. I'm assuming they might be at yours. And if they aren't, they're probably coming. And you may have some other ones. I would love to hear about them so I can get even angrier. But <laughs> two that I've seen most recently 
that piss me off. Number one is this turn sensor thing that has come out in the ICUs and I'm assuming on other floors as well. It's this leaf sensor, I think is what it's called. And you put it on your patient and it can detect whether you have turned them enough. It sends reminders when you need to turn again. Uh, It generates reports so that our managers and whoever else has data to tell us that we're not doing our job well enough. Meanwhile, we are struggling to get through every single day and barely making it through considering an entirely different profession, maybe thinking about quitting this job altogether. And you're going to tell me, that I need to turn my patients uh, extra 10 degrees because the sensor's telling you that I'm not doing my job. Guess what? I'm doing my job. Your job, actually, your actual job, is to filter candidates for the job to find a nurse who is adequate enough that their job, that they will do it. So you're supposed to be hiring the people who will actually do their jobs, which I assume you did. So why can't you believe that? Why don't you have confidence that I am capable of doing my job. And you know what? Every once in a while, maybe that patient doesn't get turned. You know why? Because my other three are coding. My other one is trying to circle the drain and I have to intubate. And this one's, you know, freaking out trying to climb out of bed. And I've got a discharge. I've got an admin. I've got everything else. And yet I have no staff to help me. So yeah, that one didn't get turned. Great. I'm so glad you have that data. How much money did you spend on these freaking sensors? How much money could you have spent on recruiting appropriate staff, on adequate training, appropriate ratios? Maybe you could have spent a little bit of money on the actual issues going on in nursing. But no, no, no. Let's buy these sensors that can micromanage our staff just a little bit more and make sure they're doing the job that we think. Because the the biggest issue in nursing right now, just in case you guys didn't know, the biggest issue is actually that we aren't turning our patients uh, quite severely enough. We need to turn them in a better fashion. That's the biggest issue going on. Nope. You know what? You know why that's the issue? Because you lose money if patients get pressor sores. And you know what the real solution to that is? You, you know what's really going to prevent pressure injuries from happening and making sure that your, your patients are turned appropriately? Having enough staff that that is a reasonable request. Maybe having the right support on a unit would actually help your nurses do their jobs. But no, 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 let's buy the sensor so that we can punish them if they don't do what we think they should be doing. Let's not get them any staff to help. Let's just buy these sensors. Great idea. And don't get me wrong. I assume that some of these devices that we now have would have been great if it wasn't a clear slap in the face because we can't get enough staff to do our jobs and we have to work extra, PTOs getting denied, all these things are happening. We can't get that resolved, but we can spend the money on this shit to micromanage the staff. Like if we had adequate staffing and then you chose to add on a nice leaf sensor or swipe sense like we're going to be talking about, if you wanted to add those on and we had adequate staffing and appropriate ratios and people were not burning out at an alarming rate, fine. Maybe let's just, you know, add some extra oomph to our practice. Great. But no. You don't give us the staff, you just give us more work and more punishment if we don't do those things. Excellent. Okay, let's talk about this swipe sense. I don't know if you guys have this yet. It has just been rolled out, at least in my department. I think it was already rolled out elsewhere, but rolled out in our hospital. And these are these 
fucking heavy ass sensors. I will say that on top of everything else, they're heavy and they're meant to be on your badge, which sucks because it literally just weighs your badge down. That is just a tip of the iceberg issue here. But these sensors essentially are supposed to be worn by staff and they interact with the hand hygiene stations around a unit the so that it tells them when you are using your gel or washing your hands or whatever it it tracks that on top of that it also they advertise it as though it's great for contact tracing so that it can capture all employee to employee and employee to patient contact which you know helps with infection control and you can tell like oh this patient got covid so these nurses were in contact with that patient so great but what that really means is that we're literally being tracked around the hospital and tracked who we are interacting with which is big brother shit to me and then they advertise these nursing insights which fun name for that allows nurse leaders to measure the performance of time-based activities. So let's talk about like hourly rounding and make sure that they're actually doing best practices. So again, literally just tracking our nurses to make sure that their bodies are in their patient's room every hour. And if they aren't, guess what? I guarantee there's going to be consequences. So we're literally just putting a tracker on our nurses and policing what they do around the hospital. Because it's all in the name of infection control. Because again, hospitals lose money with infections and things like that. So let's put all our money into these very expensive sensors and sensor systems that we'll install all around the hospital again. But just so you know, we're not going to get enough staff, though. We're not going to increase your pay at all. We aren't going to reward you for all the hard work that you've done and make sure that you have adequate staff and support on your unit or that you have appropriate ratios. No, 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 no. We're going to get these sensors. Excellent. Here's the other thing with this, right? This is tracking us through the hospital. So who's to say that they're not also looking at data like how long did you spend in the bathroom? Did you spend time in the break room? Why were you in there? You already had your 15 minute break. Why were you in the break room? You spent this much time at your lunch. That's too long. Or why weren't you doing this? This is when this happened. They can track all this shit going on. And I I promise they're going to tell you that they're not going to do that. But they are. Because that is the whole purpose of this sensor. It's sensing how often we're using all these like hand sanitizer dispensers and hand soap dispensers. But also not tracking which one, like when you use one on the way to another room, it's like, oh, you didn't use the one in the room? You're out of compliance. You're not washing your hands enough. You get penalized in some way. It's also putting the blame for hospital-acquired infections onto nurses. That's what's happening. Nurses and techs, other healthcare workers, the blame is now being put on those staff. Oh, and I don't know if this is true at other hospitals, but none of our physicians are wearing them. I have not seen any in my department, at least. Not one has been required to wear swipe sense. And yet they are the ones at the table with their patients in the body. I don't see any swipe sense on those badges, but we have to wear them. So it's putting the blame on your healthcare workers for the infections when there's a number of factors that lead to hospital-acquired infections. And once again... One of the big ones is that we are running around trying to do way too much all by ourselves without appropriate support or, or equipment, and infections happen. 
multiple studies across the country have been done showing that one of the biggest factors in hospital-acquired infections is staffing and burnout. So hospitals that had better staffing, better ratios, and lower levels of burnout had also lower levels of hospital-acquired infections versus the hospitals that had very poor staffing, that their nurses were not supported, and reported high levels of burnout, those hospitals had high levels of hospital-acquired infections. So the solution, again, comes right back to the real issues going on in nursing, which is staffing. That's the solution. And supporting your staff, not just assigning them some mental health health stream. That's not the solution to burnout. The solution is a workplace that is safe, effective, and appropriate, that's supportive. That is what we need, not swipe sense. I could literally go on and on about this topic and how much it enrages me because honestly, sometimes I feel robbed of my own opportunity in this profession because of what it's turned into. And honestly, I don't know what it was like before, but all I know is when leading up to my entrance into nursing, it felt like people talked about this profession as though it was something to be proud of and a great career opportunity, that people loved being nurses, that there was passion involved and you made an impact. It it all sounded so good. And then I got here and now reflecting on this time, I'm like, well, what happened? Where where was all the the sparks and the unicorns and the rainbows that everyone promised? No, instead we get shit. I know that a pandemic just happened, which, you know, is unfortunate and has made things even worse. But I also think that that as things have gotten worse, nothing has changed to improve the situation. There hasn't actually been anything put in place that supports and protects our healthcare workers. There's there hasn't been anything that I've seen that has changed this so that our healthcare workers can be adequately supported. Instead, we get swipe sense and leaf sensors and dress code policies that are moving backwards instead of forward. I mean, I guess it reflects what's going on in the country as well. So not super surprising. We are moving backwards in so many ways. But it's it's happening at the same time that I think our employee, the world of employees are finally standing up for what we deserve and demanding things. And so it's this battle, it's headbutting that's going on of all these policies that are fighting against us and us fighting against the policies. And I think this is going to change at some point, but I I think we have to keep talking about this and calling out crap like this and start demanding what we actually need in this profession. You know, I can't speak to everywhere else. I know that jobs across the country that conditions are not what they should be. And so same goes for everyone else. I think we need to fight for what's right for wherever we are, for our profession, teachers as well, anyone, honestly. If things are going in the wrong direction at the company where you work, fight for something. Speak up or leave. Don't just accept this. We do this so often where we complain and we complain and we complain and we don't take any action. So we have to start talking and start acting. 
So what do we actually need? How would you actually fix the system? I know I've like ranted about this this entire episode, but the five big things that I see in my, at least in my experience, and I'm sure there's a giant list, so please tell me yours as well. But the five big ones that I see are one, patient ratios. And to fix patient ratios, we need safe staffing. So really safe staffing is the number one thing here. We need enough people. And again, I I know people will be like, well, it's easier said than done. Nobody wants to work. I don't think that's true. I don't think people want to work in shitty, unsafe conditions. But we need safe staffing, enough staff to actually staff a unit, which will improve our patient ratios, which are going out of whack. And to make those two things happen, we need adequate training for new employees and for new nurses that doesn't get cut short, that doesn't get segmented. We also need that training for travel nurses and nurses new to a unit. We cut that type of training so short. And I understand that for travel nurses, you know, you guys don't need months and months of training. But sometimes it's like a day, I swear. And that is inappropriate. That's not safe. There should be time for you to get used to a unit, to meet the people that you're going to work with, to learn where things are. Basic stuff. But we speed up everything because we don't have enough people as it is. So we need safe staffing good patient ratios, adequate training for that staff. And the other piece to recruit that staff is competitive pay. We don't get paid enough for what we do. That's how I feel at least. And I'm assuming you agree because you value yourself. But when I talk to friends and when I'm hearing, oh, I make $150,000 a year doing research in a lab, I understand that pharmaceutical companies have a lot of money and it's whoever has the money gets paid the best. But If somebody can make that much money or more, I mean, honestly, making more than that, just going to meetings all day or whatever, if somebody can make that much money doing that job, why can I not make enough to support my family? And I literally am saving lives and taking care of people in the worst time of their life. And don't come at me and tell me, oh, you chose this. So just take what you can get. You're in service. You're altruistic. You shouldn't be asking for anything for what you do or whatever people want to say. We deserve to be paid well for this job. Out of all the jobs, doctors get paid really well. And again, I know you're going to be like, well, they, they went to school for longer. Mm-hmm. But who's at the bedside? Who is literally holding that patient's hand? Who was holding the iPads up as patients were dying with sobbing family members on the other side? Who has gone through all of this trauma? Who is getting beat up at the bedside by patients who are out of their minds with an illness or just aggressive? Who is getting screamed at by family members and doctors? Who is getting blamed for everything going wrong in a hospital? Who is, has all this pressure? More patients, fewer staff, Denied PTO requests, no time off, zero breaks, no food, zero humanity. If you want me to do that job, then you best damn well pay me for that. And we are not getting paid enough. So we got to change this. We have to start standing up for this and demanding what we deserve and a job. And if they aren't going to pay you, leave. I promise you will find a different job. And with each leap, you can make more. Or leave and go be a travel nurse and make that kind of money working at the same hospitals where you would have been working anyway. 
we have to start advocating for ourselves because literally nobody else is going to do it. That's clear at this point. Start speaking up. It may not make a difference today, but maybe it will tomorrow. And maybe it will if enough of us start screaming about this stuff. Because if we just stand by like we have for so long and accept the way that this is, I promise you that nothing is going to change. The only thing that's going to change is that we're going to get more sensors and more tracking devices to micromanage our jobs. And we're going to get paid the same amount of money to have that done. I promise that you deserve more than you're making. I promise you. And then the last piece that I think is extraordinarily important in building a safe and sustainable workplace to build a place where you actually want to work are policies that protect you and are actually enforced. That's the magical piece of this. We have a million policies in the cath lab that mean absolutely nothing. And I'm sure that's true for you on whatever unit you're working on. They're these crafty, cute little policies that are written down so that people can be like, look, here's a policy. This is what protects you. And then when you come to them and say, hey, here's this policy and this doctor just, you know, belligerently screamed at me and blamed me for what happened to a patient. Here's this policy, though, that says that he can't do that. They're like, oh, well, you know, but he's he makes a lot of money for the hospital, though. So it's okay. We we will tell him not to do that in the future. And don't worry, it won't be a problem. Great. Great. That policy really helped me. Thank you. Nope. These policies are just these fluff pieces written down to say that they did something when there's no enforcement sometimes. And so I think we need policies that protect us and that are enforced. And we need to demand that that happens. I keep bringing this up because more and more late cases are happening in the cath lab. And again, I know that this is true regardless of where you are. There's something going on that has a policy that says that it shouldn't be happening, but it continues to anyway because money typically is the reason. So we need policies that protect our staff. Also protect us from actual physical abuse because that doesn't seem to be in place either. I know many nurses who have experienced abuse from a patient or another staff member at work and are very clearly told not to press charges, just just sweep it under the rug, it won't happen again, don't worry, we'll move you, we'll put you in a different department, you won't ever have to work with that person again, or don't worry, that family member is not going to be allowed in the hospital anymore, but don't, it's okay, don't make a big deal out of it. I know that that has happened. Or we get, like I said, screamed at all day long from physicians who make a lot of money for the hospital, and there is zero consequence to that. And the insane part is, this has become such a common thing in healthcare in general that we don't even notice it anymore, that we don't even do anything about it. Whereas that type of behavior is not tolerated in most other professions, the type of abuse that is accepted in the healthcare profession is criminal. It's awful. And this isn't just nurses. This is every healthcare worker. This is residents, doctors to doctors. Like the amount of mistreatment, disrespect, and clear, sheer abuse is nuts. And that has to change. Nurse to nurse. This it, it's it's universal. We all treat each other like shit for some reason. I don't really know. It's because we're all burnt out because we don't have enough staff. So fixing any of these things would probably help fix this as well. But at the end of the day, we need policies that protect us. We need something to turn to to be like, hey, they violated this. 
And here's the consequence. Let's enforce it. Excellent. So that there's something that happens when you treat someone that way or when you hurt someone that way or when you are mistreated at work in any way, when you are forced to work late, when there's a policy that says nothing starts after 4 p.m. and yet it's 5 o'clock and you have a case starting because they can tweak it just enough to squeeze it by that policy. That's not an effective policy. So we need things to protect us. So the five things that I think we actually need in the system to fix it, tall order. I know that it's not as simple as we want to think it is, but it's worth pursuing instead of goddamn swipe sends and policies that ban messy buns, patient ratios that are appropriate, safe staffing, adequate training for that staff, competitive pay for that staff, and policies to actually protect the staff. That's what we need. We don't need any more of this bullshit, and it's going to keep happening, but we got to keep fighting. We have to keep calling this shit out and slowly changing this culture for the better. Most of you guys listening are just starting in your career. I know a lot of you are well into your careers as well. All of us need to band together and fix this. But for my new nurses, you are the future of this profession. You get to call the shot. Stop thinking that you owe something to nursing. You don't. The profession owes you. You are doing a very important job, and so you should be able to do it in a way that is safe, in a way that is sustainable, because right now it's not. Too many new nurses are leaving in the first couple years of, this, of their profession. They spent a lot of money on school, and they still walk away because it's not worth it. So we need to change this profession so that it's worth it again. So my call to action to you this week, one, wear the fucking messy bun. Wear it and wear it proud. Wear the messy bun, show your tattoos, and start advocating for yourself this week. If you think that you should be paid more, I want you to schedule a meeting with your boss. And we'll talk about how to talk to your manager, but you need to call your shot. If you had something happen at work where a doctor yelled at you or that another staff was treating you poorly, schedule a meeting with your manager or your charge nurse. Start speaking up. If a policy like this just got enacted at your hospital, schedule a meeting. Talk about this. Tell them why this doesn't make sense to you and ask what's going what's gonna to happen here. What are the consequences? What are we doing? When is this going to change? Email your CNO. Email your CEO. Do something. So this week, wear the messy button and advocate for yourself in some way. I know that it's uncomfortable, but it's the thing that has to happen. We all have to start speaking up. Otherwise, this is just going to continue. I promise that it's not going to fix itself. And nobody's coming to save us. We have to do it. So let's start. You don't mess with nurses. Thank you so much for spending some time with me and our community in the nursing co-op. If you liked this episode and found some value in the content, please share it with any and all of your nursing friends on social media and tag me at Ashley underscore nursing co-op so that I can thank you personally. That way we can continue to build this community and change nursing culture for the better. I can't wait to see what we create. I will see you next week, but until then, happy nursing.